0: What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Wake Before the Day podcast. This is Clark. And
1: Bobby Jean. So glad you're here. Let's get started. Hi, everyone. Happy Friday. We are here finishing up uh, our psalms, actually jumping back in a little bit to the psalms mm-hmm. here. And i yeah. um, excited to share kind of what stuck out from us from Psalm chapter 4. And then I think before we jump in, though, Um, we'll just give you a heads up about a little bit of a change in the Emmanuel reading plan.
0: Yeah, so what you're going to see the next little while is an adjustment to the reading plan. You're going to see a proverb, and we're dedicating uh, August to the preaching and the study of the Psalms. But when it comes to our reading plan, we're going to encourage the church to read one proverb a day. Mm -hmm. So we're really needing the wisdom of Solomon right now in this day and age. And Emmanuel historically has committed a month a year to the preaching and the study of these two books specifically. And so when you look at the reading plan, you'll see one proverb listed. You'll notice that one psalm is going to be listed multiple times, and that's the psalm that's going to be preached the coming Sunday. In addition to that, if you want more or you're on the one-year Bible reading plan, there'll be other Old Testament material there for you. And so um, that's what's made available to you on the reading plan. And uh, we're going to look at Psalm 4 because that's what's going to be preached on this Sunday.
1: Awesome. I th- Just on a personal note, I think that's such a gift to be able to prepare our hearts kind of the week leading up to the sermon. Quinn does too. She's yeah. in the background and she's in <laughs> it. And so, um, yeah, we're never not going to, you know, we're never going to know everything or know enough. And so to really to be able to sit in a psalm for a week and let it marinate and kind of come back to it, I'm sure the Lord and Holy Spirit will... Um, just bring different um, nuances and different words that might stick out to you. And so that's kind of a fun new way to go through the Psalms. So like Clark said, Psalm chapter four is kind of what we're talking about today. And when you read Psalm chapter four, it's really um, at its heart about a heart change itself. And so Um, There is chaos all over the place. Um, You see it breaking out around the psalmist, but what he's praying and asking the Lord for is actually a change, not in his circumstance and not in his environment, but of his inner being, a change of his heart. And so I'm going to read verses three, four, and seven in the NIV version, and they kind of um, speak to that heart change that we're talking about today. So this is verse three know that the Lord has set apart his faithful servant for himself. The Lord hears when I call to him, tremble and do not sin. When you are, when you are on your beds, search your hearts and be silent. And then now verse seven, fill my heart with joy when their grain and new wine abound. And even the beginning of verse eight, in peace, I will lay down and sleep for you alone, our Lord, make me dwell in safety. And so All of these verses, I mean, specifically there at the end of chapter 4, speak to how um, there is a lot going on in the world.
0: Yeah, there's definitely a lot going on in the world. But what's interesting about this psalm and these kind of psalms is that um, the Lord's encouraging us to pray for heart change in the midst of whatever it is that's going on. Because if you look around the other psalms, there are other times there are prayers saying, God, I need help. Would you attack the enemies or bring freedom or bring deliverance? So praying for circumstance change is not necessarily a bad thing. It's just there are times, like this psalm in particular, where we're being told, Hey, God, in the midst of my circumstances, would you change my heart? One of the most helpful teachings I've come across when it comes to this is the Lord's Prayer. Tim Keller makes a point. He says, when you look at the structure of the Lord's Prayer, Jesus uh, aligned it on purpose. He says, there's a section at the beginning that you have to accept. And once you accept their three realities, then you can get to making your requests and asking. So when it comes to the Lord's Prayer, you begin by saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, then one, hallowed be your name. Then two, thy kingdom come. And three, thy will be done. It's after you accept those three things, you can get to your asking, saying, God, I need daily bread, or God, I need protection. But it's accepting that God's holy, hallowed be your name, and that, God, your kingdom has to come because clearly humanity cannot save itself. And then thirdly, thy will be done, which is inherently saying your will and your way, God, are better than my will and my way. And so this whole psalm is talking about chaos left and right up and down in front of you and behind you. but God, would you fill my heart with joy? I'm gonna lay on my bed and be silent. I need your help right now, God, but would you align my heart with yours?
1: So I think some some people, I mean including myself, might be asking um, while we're reading Psalm chapter four and even while we're living in this world around us that just seems like it's chaotic and there's a lot going on. Um, you know why is it good that my heart changes? Why is hmm. it good that, um, why is it good that God wants to work to soften my heart? That's a good question.
0: I think. Yeah. Well, I think that comes into conflict with many of our underlying uh, thinking and believing as to what prayer is. I think for many of us, not necessarily everybody, prayer is. It can be like a wish list, saying, "God, um, mm-hmm. I need you to do." ABC 123 XYZ. And that's the only time we really pray. When you look at the Bible, you see prayer is often about the heart, and it's more importantly about aligning our heart with God's. Yeah. And that yeah. that just straight is straight up different than many of us have been taught or understand or practically um, do in our life when it comes to prayer. Mm-hmm. Um, prayer is about loving God and loving the things that God loves and, and yeah, sharing your heart with God, but even more importantly, God sharing his heart with you. Mm-hmm. So I say a question we should ask ourselves is, well, when do I pray? And then when I do pray, what do I pray for? And I think we might see a common theme mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because God, yeah, he, he cares about your body. He made you. Um, but he cares even more about your heart and soul because we're told we're going to get a new body someday, but he's shaping us right now, our character uh, to become more like him for all mm-hmm. of eternity, mm-hmm. and so I guess that's how I'd try my best to answer that question is yeah. God's got the long game in mind, and he wants you to become like him. Mm-hmm. And so I'll share on Sunday too, but when you look at other prayers in the Bible, especially Paul's, Paul's writing to these churches all over the place. And if you ever pay attention to what Paul's praying, it's interesting because there's chaos there, there's division, there's all kinds of messed up stuff happening in the churches, they're being persecuted, yet Paul's praying that that they'd be rooted and established in love, yeah. that Christ would de- dwell in their hearts through faith, that the eyes of their heart might be enlightened to know the hope that with which they've been called to, that Christ's love would be manifest no matter how wide or long or high or deep the love of God, like, they would know that they can't be separated from God. So if you look mm-hmm. at just those four examples right there, how does that? those kind of prayers compare to the, the prayers you and I would normally pray? Right. And I think that that's where we often miss the purpose of prayer. Mm -hmm. Yeah, God does meet our needs and he does uh, give us the desires of our heart at times. But again, God ultimately cares more about your heart and your soul. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's how I'd answer that.
1: That's good. I'm so grateful that the Bible gives us those examples. Like you were talking about the Lord's Prayer. And then even today in Psalm chapter 4, just what a gift um, when we don't know what to pray or how to pray for a heart change. So maybe that um, these words in Psalm 4 and this prayer that we're reading could could help us get there and that could be our prayer today um that we would not get sucked into the division and chaos that's surrounding us but that we would um, have peace on our beds that the lord would give joy and um Uh, Security to our hearts, and uh, that we would be able to accept the ways uh, of the Lord and we would be able to accept His kingdom and His will before we ask for our daily bread Mm -hmm. and protection. Um, So, what a gift to be able to read this when we don't have words to say.
0: Yeah, and I would add again one more time what I'm not saying is don't make prayer requests, because clearly that is very biblical and true. You can make prayer requests, it's just uh, paying attention to the order in which we pray and what we're actually saying. When we do pray, yeah, there's a lot of good examples in the Bible there. So that's all we have for you. Stay tuned Sunday again. If you want to worship online, that's fantastic, and we also encourage you to check out uh, our outdoor service, at nine o'clock a.m. You can RSVP online, and we hope to see you there. The Lord
1: bless you and keep you. The Lord make His face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn His countenance towards you and give you His peace. Have a great
0: day.